Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Blue Jays Way podcast. I'm your host, Curtis Martin, and not always joined, joining me is Robert Vona this week. Tyler's taking his first week off from recording. Finally, the guy deserves it. He's probably at Wonderland or something right now. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but uh, Robert, thank you for joining me. How's it going? No, thank, thank you for having me. I'm always, uh, I'm always interested in joining, hopping on the Blue Jays Way I got some big shoes to fill here, but hopefully uh, I put on the Tyler-esque kind of mask or whatever. You got the, you're now an A minus guest, I think. Cause like a if minus. we go, every, every time you come on, we bump up your grades and now you're the A minus guest. But I start at B, B, right? Just a flat. Yeah. B. You're like, you're a B level guest. B, then B plus. Yeah. A minus. Yep. We're make we're making, we're climbing the ranks. You're almost there. You're almost at the likes of uh, Shai Davidi and uh, Ben Nicholson-Smith. Yeah. Almost. 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 Yeah, I still got a ways to go, but I'm on the hunt. I'm on the, I'm on the climb. But uh, I think the first thing we got to jump into is George Springer. Like, I, get, I don't get this guy. Like, is he? Made of okay, glass? Knew- yes, he is. <laughs> no, I, that, I mean, I would, that would would have been one of my questions but my first question was actually be are you hitting the panic button with that George Springer contract at this moment no with the contract no but what I am hitting the panic button on is the Jays playoff hopes because without a guy that makes as much money as he does uh it's not the easiest of tasks especially when one of your best players is in the slump that he's in right now so Am I hitting the panic button on the contract? No, it's a long season. It's a long contract. Injuries are part of the game. If this was like, you know, two years down the road and this was a recurring theme, okay, then I'd be hitting the panic button. But, you know, he hasn't even played a full season yet. So, yeah, because I'll he's been injured. He hasn't, he, hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't been able to play a full season yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Like, you know, Next season, if I see that he hasn't, like, during the offseason, if he hasn't tenured his injuries as much as he probably should have. And, like, like I said, if this is a recurring theme next year, then then I'll start I'll start leading towards the panic button. And then come third year, if he's putting on the same song and dance, then we're, I'm hammering the panic button. I think by third year, though, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, there's only two years left on this deal. Like, I think if you're hammering the panic button, it's either this year or next year. Because he's I'm only not, here not, for I'm six not. years. Like, okay, I'm not hammering the panic button. I'm, I'll just clarify. Like, I wouldn't press the panic button at this point. Me neither. I'm not, I'm not there yet with George Springer. Because when he is healthy, he's been absolutely raking. I think I tweeted out a week or two ago that he is only one home run off of um, what Vladimir Guerrero Jr. pace is for home runs. They're both are, were, were around at least 50. That might have dropped off since... Vlad slump, which you already mentioned, but um, yeah, like I'm not like worried about his production, but I'm worried about like he's our highest played. Sorry, he's our highest paid player on the team, 
and he's played like maybe 40 games this season, if that. Yeah. So no, I I I I completely agree. But you know, like like I said, personally, like first year, am I that worried? Not really, because to be completely honest, going into the season, did I see the Jays making the playoffs, making the wild card? Maybe. But at this point, like with the way the team's gone the whole year and like where they are now, I'm not like I'm not very I'm not very concerned. No. So let's segue into that because you know that can we can kind of talk about the last series that just finished up and also the series before that because we didn't cover those in the last podcast. You know, the Washington series was kind of a disappointment to say kind the of. least. Kind of. <laughs> what a major? What would you call it? a major, major disappointment? Major disappointment. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, the like, Nationals aren't like a terrible team, but they're not a terrible team. But the Jays are a good team, and good teams beat bad teams. So. Yeah, I know. It, I mean, I'm just trying to sugarcoat it, man. Like, I'm not trying to like <laughs> dump on everyone in the first like ten minutes of the podcast. But like, yeah, so they fall behind last game like yesterday and lose eight five on the featured youtube game which i'm sorry those announcers suck yeah they do like i've I, I spent probably five minutes looking like flipping through the channels i'm like where is this game and then it hit me i was like oh let me check youtube and yeah they're just crazy. not good i i wish no. that they like i get why it's smart for the mlb because it's reaching a new audience going through youtube and i get it but get better announcers like jesus christ like it's just brutal but anyway so they go up in that game and then they fall again which it seems to be a theme in this two game series and then they just get absolutely blown out of the water in the last couple innings like that's what happened in both these games it seems and that's just, been happening all year yeah i mean you're, you're not wrong there i just like i don't know man like is it weird to say that, like, I don't think the Jays are making the playoffs? No, because I'm in the same boat. I don't think, like, they're in one of the toughest divisions in baseball, arguably, besides maybe uh, the NL West. Yep. And they've lost, they've lost four out of five to below 500 teams or at 500 teams, basically. Mm-hmm. Because the Marners are, like, just over 500, if that. Yep. So, like, and Brad Hand has also looked not great with the Jays. Not great is kind of sugarcoating it, in my opinion. I have it written down here. In last night's game against Washington, he went two-thirds of an inning, gave up three earned runs on two hits, which were both home runs. So, <laughs> come on. In a clo- like, what, what's even left to say after that? In a close game like that, like, that is – the last thing you want to do. And yeah, and then flip it on the other side, the guy that they traded for, Brad Hand, just absolutely lights you up. I have to look at the box score real quickly. But he he absolutely, uh, Riley Adams absolutely torched the Jays. Talk about haunting your former team. Like, yeah. I think that's the pivotal example of like, hey, fuck you guys, I'm actually a great player. <laughs> like, I did not, like, I'm, I'm not even going to lie, I didn't think he would ever hit this great at the major at the major league level, but this guy went three for four with three RBIs in the first game of the series against the Jays. Revenge tour. 
the way, revenge as tour of it. Riley Adams revenge tour is alive and well in Washington. <laughs> revenge tour of one game where he just absolutely <laughs> creamed the Jays. Literally. And like a lot of people were like, okay, so I am going to the game um, on Friday. I don't know if this is going to be out by then, but probably not, it's, which is tomorrow. But I'm going to the game against the Tigers. And personally, I like a lot of people were like, oh, that's going to be such a bad series. Like, why would you go to those games? I don't even know now, man. Like, they could lose the Tigers. Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> okay, no, I, I, I don't think it'll go as far as, as losing to the Tigers, but. I'm I'm just telling you that last second of audio, I'm sending back to you in an email once I get back from the game if they lose. You know what? You just clip it, and if I'm wrong, I'll be the first person to stand up in front of Roger Sen and say, "I was wrong. I'm sorry." Are, are, are you so? Do you are you going to call Blue Jay sweep in the series? <sighs> are you bold to... enough to do that? I'm looking at the pitching matchups, and we got. <laughs> Ray Ray on the mound tomorrow. Okay. Ryu and then Mats. They're also going up against Drew Hutchison on Sunday. Which is funny, in my opinion. Which is funny because he has an ERA of 10.8. So I'll call a sweep. Yeah. I'll call a sweep. All right. Get the brooms out. So I'm going to witness a win, and then we're both going to watch on TV two other wins. I'm, I'm happy. I hope the Jays do that. I hope, I hope the Jays do that, too. Well, one thing I did also want to mention before we, uh, you know, we moved on from this uh, series and moved forward, obviously, is Alex Manoa really has trouble in the National League. National League, yep. I don't know His why. Like, starts this year against Washington and the Mets. And, my, and what's funny play, is that... He didn't even play sorry, good go against Miami in Buffalo. Yeah, he it's, let up. You know, he let up four runs in, against the Miami Marlins. What's funny is that when it's not against the National League, it's not like he's just getting by, or he's like, like he looks good. He looks really good, and I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like I don't know. Maybe it's a mental thing. I think the Miami thing. I chalked that up to as, oh, it's your hometown team. Like, you want to play against your hometown team. Then he, like, psychs himself out. But, like, I don't right. get why he pitched terrible against the Mets and then now the Nationals. Like, if you're the Jays now, like, if you have any other um, interdivision games, or not interdivision. Um, interleague. Interleague games, like, you got to just take them out. Like, take the extra day, Manoa. Like, you're not pitching in any of these games. Well, so, I don't think they have any more. Um interleague games which is good i mean they got the tigers the white Sox, the tigers again the orioles and then the a's so you know what these upcoming series they're winnable the white Sox one's going to be a battle but you got yeah. detroit twice and then baltimore and then the a's is also going to be a battle because they're leading their division right now the a's are a good team man yeah, and think about they picked up Young Gomes. They picked up so many people at the deadline. Yeah. And yeah. like for all the shit that we give that team for like never like bringing anyone back, they do go for it at the deadline all the time. Oh, sorry, yeah. I do have to be corrected. They have fallen out of first place. The Astros have yeah, overtaken them. Back. But still, like you're facing a top tier team in the American League. Oh yeah. 
But yes, I agree. They're winnable games. But I think if we look at the uh, Blue Jays or look at the division, the AL East, like the Blue Jays are four games back of the Red Sox and mm-hmm. they're 10 or sorry, they're five games back of the Yankees and obviously 10 games back of the Rays who are one of the best teams in the league right now. So like, do you even think they have a shot to surpass those teams, even with the schedule? The way I put it is like, okay, look at, I'm looking at it from a wild card perspective. They're four games out of the wild card. They're pretty lucky to be four games back because they have not been playing this, this road trip here. I think it was like three and six. They went and it's against teams that you should beat. Washington. You got to beat. Okay. The angels, you know, they're three and a half back of you, but like, that's a pivotal series to a certain extent, right? You got to really be bearing down and, and, you know, coming out with a win, but same with the same with Seattle, like Seattle's now ahead of the wild card chase. Yeah. Those are two big series and they just collapsed, but do I see them surpassing the Yankees or the Red Sox? Man, the Yankees are playing really good baseball right now. Six-game win streak, eight and two in their last 10. I mean, Rizzo's been playing great for them. So I, I don't know. I don't know about the – I wouldn't put it so far as to say the Yankees, but I'd say the Red Sox are still uh, reachable. Because, you, I mean, there's still – how many weeks left? Six weeks left in the season. So yeah, about that, you know, although, although, although they've been playing bad for the past week or so, like there's still time to turn it around. Like now these, these series here against Baltimore twice or sorry, Detroit twice, Baltimore and Chicago, like this is the time where you really start to pick it up because after that they play Oakland, they play the Yankees and you want to talk about like series that you have to win those are series that you have to win. So I think now is all about building momentum against worse teams for the series against the teams that you got to beat. Well, the only upside, I think, in my opinion, is that there's really only five teams that are challenging for that those two wildcard spots. So you got the Yankees, Oakland, Boston, Seattle, and Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I think Toronto can overtake Seattle. I think Seattle will fall off again. I don't think the Jays will play this bad the rest of the way. But the question is, will the, will, will the Red Sox, A's, and Yankees fall off when they've all made big additions to their teams and the Red Sox are getting back Chris Sale? It's going to be tough. No, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy at all, especially with Sale coming back. But, you know, the Red Sox just lost to the Yankees. They lost the series. I think they got swept, actually. And, uh, you know, that doesn't do them any favors. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that one division rival is sweeping the other division rival and they're both in a wild card race, but like somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose. So, you know, I guess, I guess it makes sense for, for Boston to lose now that they're only four games ahead of the Jays and the Yankees are five, but I, I, I honestly, I think Boston I think they still got it in them. I don't think they made it this far and have the record that they have as of August 19th by fluke. So I think they still got it in them. They got great hitters on the team and, you know, they're getting their ace back. Is he going to be to full extent, like full Chris sale mode? 
maybe, maybe not. I'd probably take it easy if I was them because them too, they're not really in a position. Like, yes, they're in a position to push for a wildcard spot, but they're not really in a position where they're like, you know, they're, they're defending anything. So I would personally, I would take it a little bit easy on Chris Sale if I was Boston and then gear up for next year. But I guess we'll see. We'll see what the, what the cards, the card show. Yeah. I mean, don't, I think the other big question about this team is, you know, Vlad was right there with Shohei Otani for basically the majority of the season for the AL MVP. Do you think he's basically fallen out of that race? Like, do you think it's only Shohei Otani at this point? I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say it's so much as Vlad falling out. I'd say it's more Otani taking over because he just eclipsed 40 home runs the other day and guy is a beast man he is a menace to opposing teams and obviously vlad's been on this cold streak for forever it seems like but that like otani no signs of slowing down whatsoever even though the angels are winning games they're losing games they're in the wild card race they're out of the wild card race he he just shows up day in day out and just does his thing and if he doesn't win it i mean I might never watch baseball again. For context, as of the time of this recording, Shohei Tani has a 2.79 ERA in 18 starts. And in those 18 starts, he has only given up 67 hits, which is pretty fucking good. And then, and then, and then, and then, if that doesn't make a case for him enough, because he the only two people have better ERAs than him in in the American League, Lance Lynn and someone else. I'm blanking. I'd have to double check that. But I know Lance Lynn has a better one than him. And if we go for batting, like you said, he has 40 home runs, 87 RBIs. Like what the fuck, man? And like, sure, he does have quite a few strikeouts, 144, which is. You know, quite a few, but means he strikes out more than once a game. But I mean, when you're hitting 40 home runs in this era, it doesn't even matter. And then he has a, a month left. left. And then he has a 360, uh, 365 OPP and a 270 average. Wow. So he's he it's... is your he's your AL MVP. Like I don't know how Vlad could surpass that unless he surpasses him he in home runs. Literally lights september on fire like on fire is an understatement of what this guy has to do like triple crown jay's got to make it into the wild card like and even then i don't even know if it's still going to be enough i think Vlad just picked a bad year to be great he did he did because if otani wasn't in the al this i don't even think not it wouldn't be a conversation to have but it'd be very different because it is a two-horse race at this point at least in my opinion in the AL. In the AL, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NL is a lot more mixed because we're seeing a lot of guys now starting to, uh, you know, loosen up and really start tearing it up. Cough, cough, Bryce Harper. But, the, yeah, it's a completely different story. I should go back. I know one of our first episodes, we did do a whole section where uh, we talked about our award picks, and I don't think I picked Vlad even remotely. And... I don't remember who I picked for. I think I picked Trout for my AL MVP. Well, well yeah. And, you know, we'll, 
we saw how that how that worked out but yeah i we're gonna have to go back and look those over again but oh man i just like i don't know how black surpass him just because like he's so historic like it's not even that he's just good it's that he's good in two positions and how can you be more valuable than that like even what? if Mike Trout was Mike Trout this season. Mm-hmm. Who do you give it to, Shohei Otani or Mike Trout? I think I give it to Shohei Otani. You know what? I okay. If I were in the position where I had to vote on who would get MVP, I'd give it to Otani because I think a Trout has had. MVPs to his name and B he still has it in him to go out next year and win home and bring home another MVP. I'm not saying that this is that Otani's one and done, but I think that he is more deserving of it than Trout should Trout do be Trout. Yeah. If Trout was his normal Trout. So, which sounds really weird yeah. to say if, if Trout was his Trout. So, Trout, 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 self. Trout, trout, trout. 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 Uh, oh my god, that's I can't. <laughs> my brain's hurting after we did that, but yeah, like, like there's no one even below them. I can't think of anyone where I'm like, yeah, he's my MVP. No, Love him. The closest person to Otani would be Vlad, and it's each day that passes by, he's only straying further and further away from it. So. Yeah. But it also doesn't look good that he didn't hit a single home run against the A's. No. And I think Otani hit two against the Jays. <sighs> times, are <tough. laughs> times are tough for the Jays and times are tough for Vlad. And well, I mean, Otani it, rolls out of bed and hits it, 400. If we actually runs. put these out, like, if we actually put the videos out for these, everyone would show that times are tough for all your sports franchises at this point. <laughs> One, the Jays. Over my right shoulder, we got the Leafs. <laughs> Over my left shoulder, we got the Steelers. Over there, there's the Raptors, but they're doing all right. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So one last thing before I wanted to get into, you know, Kind of this time where we go into the general MLB news, uh, Rafael Dolis got optioned, and <laughs> Robert no, you is can't pissed. see it right now. I'm pumped. I'm celebrating. <laughs> Robert is pumped. So Robert, I felt like you were the perfect person to give the eulogy <laughs> to Rafael Dolis as a Blue Jay. I don't think he'll ever make another appearance in the MLB. Who knows? Because Tyler Chatwood signed a contract with a team, so who knows? But you know, Robert, just give you this moment to uh, eulogize the uh, death of his career. Rafael Dolis, the man suited up in a Jays uniform, possibly the cleanest uniforms in the league, and was anything but clean. August 14th, 2021, Dolis did not register an out. Gave up three earned runs on three hits and two walks. <laughs> August 14th is the time in a baseball season when you really 
really need to start winning games, especially if you're the Toronto Blue Jays. And all season long, I just have not been the slightest bit confident in Dolis. I was never a big fan of his control. Not that he had any control, but was not a fan. And, you know, this, in my opinion, this move probably should have been done earlier because now he's doing the same thing except at a higher altitude of moments. So goodbye, Rafael Dolis. Thanks for showing up and uh, best of luck. Yeah, sorry, to clarify, he was DFA'd, but, like, that basically means he's gone. So, I basically, like, you get what I mean. Yeah. Uh, the only point I'm going to say to as a counter to your eulogy is the Jays had no one in the bullpen, so they couldn't really ax him off earlier. Like, at least he pitched innings, which is basically yeah. what they needed. But, yeah, it, it, it was terrible. Like, the... <sighs> Like at the same time though, like so they, okay, they even, I'm not like they even brought in help for the bullpen and the bullpen still sucks. Oh, I know. Yeah. The thing with Dolis is like, okay, he, he was the only guy in the bullpen and you know, options were limited. But at the same time, the way I look at it is like, okay, you're getting so many chances, like you're out there eating up innings, and he's shown no signs of improvement, right? And if anything you know, the time to show improvement is down the stretch, like I said, August, September. So at this point, he's shown no signs of improvement and he's still costing games. So it's time to go. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And now we they're bringing up Kevin Smith, which, I mean, I would talk about him, but I think Tyler would be very upset if we yeah. talked about him because Kevin Smith, is, Kevin Smith is like, Tyler's guy, like Tyler's been talking about Kevin Smith since like Tyler's I don't been know, talking like, about Kevin Smith before before Kevin Smith has been talking about Kevin Smith. Basically, he's been talking about him since like April, March and April. Like he was talking about him. So hopefully he doesn't suck for Tyler's sake. And if I see Kevin Smith, I'm gonna take a picture to send to Tyler while I'm at the game. Be like, hey, guess what? It's your best pal, Tyler Smith. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, I I don't know. Like, I think it's kind of interesting because him and Otto Lopez both got called up. Also, shout out Otto Lopez, who is a Quebec native. Um, both of them got called up to, you know, the Major League roster, which is going to bring a lot of youth to this team that I know Vlad and Bo and Bichette are young. But it's like, but they're kind of like, don't you, don't you feel like they're kind of like, you know, they're not young because they've been there. Like, I know they've only played like two or three seasons, but like, I've already started feeling like, you know what? They're like older guys now. Maybe it's just I me. Mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say they're like older guys, but they're definitely like cornerstones. Like, I don't see them as younger guys anymore. That's what I mean. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm on, I'm know, on my own I here. Don't know about, I don't know about that one. All right. It's okay. <laughs> but anyways, I I think, you know, it's kind of interesting to bring them up because, you know, while I'm both of them do play outfield instance, that's kind of what we needed. And we didn't bring up another outfielder. And we also have lost Jonathan Davis because of the roster. So that's something we didn't ever talk about on this podcast is that the fact that we lost Jonathan Davis, which Jonathan Davis. 
I'm very upset about. We can talk about it quickly. And I'm happy for him that he's with the Yankees because while I guess you could say he never hit in the majors, he never really had consistent at-bats in the majors, which, I mean, he's not getting with the Yankees either. Let's be real. But, I mean, at least he's a... at least he's on the, an MLB roster because he deserves to be on an MLB roster. Like, he's great defensively, in my opinion. He's one of the better defensive outfielders in the Jays organization. Mm-hmm. And he has his blistering speed, which is a hard thing to find in baseball nowadays. Like, it's hard to find a guy that can, you know, steal bases on a whim like Jonathan Davis did. While Lopez has that kind of speed, but, I mean... I don't know. It's just like, it seemed like also he was low key. One of my favorite players that like was a fringe. Like, I feel like everyone has that like fringe player that they love on the team. And that he was me or he was mine. I think Munoru Kawasaki was mine before. And then since then, everyone else have just been like, I don't care about you. You're complete trash. And then Jonathan Davis came along. I'm like, you know what? Actually Dalton Pompey. I, I rooted for Dalton Pompey. I thought. Who didn't Mississauga native. I thought he he actually didn't play bad when Canada was trying to qualify for the Olympics, but so maybe he'll get back in somewhere. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about Kevin Smith a little bit later. But what are just what are your thoughts on the two call ups? Uh, I mean, when injuries are as prominent as they are for any team, I think uh, call ups are necessary. But you know, I think uh, like timing wise, I think this is a great time to call up some guys because, you know, I think the Jays are aware that their playoff chances are kind of windling away day by day. And, you know, there's a certain time where I think you have to look into the, into the next season and, you know, in the future and obviously Kevin Smith and Lopez are both a part of the future. So now is the time to give them like get their feet wet kind of, you know? So I mean, if they have a great September, I don't see why they couldn't be a part of the team full-time next year. So, And to also clarify, um, Kevin Smith did get an at-bat because, you know, they were in the American League. So he got a pinch hit at-bat because, you know, you just need guys to hit when you're in the American League. And he went over one. But, you know, it's just one at-bat. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll... I will... Robert knows this, but as soon as he gets a hit, our group chat's going to be spammed. Oh, yeah. By Tyler saying, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, Let's Kevin go. Smith Kevin is a god. But I'm not, hey, I'm not rooting against Kevin Smith. I just, no, nobody is. Anyways, um, the last one last thing I did want to bring up because I've, I've been in this camp alone. And there's been a bunch of arguments in the chats and even Uh-oh. a whole podcast dedicated to this argument. Uh-oh. But we're going to do a quick snippet point. I'm going to tell you a question and then you're just going to give me the answer to it quickly and then we'll move on to plugs, okay? Does that sound good? All right. Okay. So, um, Brios, brand mm-hmm. new pitcher for the Jays, was traded for arguably the Jays' two best prospects, depending on how you feel about Nate Pearson. Do you think if the Jays do not qualify for the playoffs, it was a bad trade for the Jays to make? No. Why? (laughs) 
because... it wasn't just it wasn't just a one word answer. I'm gonna give you a little leeway to back up your point. Okay, well, no, I don't think it was a bad trade because there is more to Jose Barrios than the six remaining weeks in the 2021 season. He's also not looked very good in his last couple of starts. It's okay. It's baseball. Stuff like that's going to happen. We just gave up our best two prospects for him. That's all. Nothing much, you know? It's okay because there's more there's more in store with Jose Barrios and the Toronto Blue Jays. I say that with full confidence. I will say this with full confidence. If Jose Barrios even pitches in a World Series game, I will buy his jersey. I don't care if he's leaving <laughs> the next year. You know why I'm making this claim right now, Robert? Because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And you're, telling no, me, you're telling me like three years down the road, if the Jays are in the – when, when, when the Jays are in the World Series, if Jose Barrios is not on the mound, you're not going to buy his jersey. No. Why would I? Because also, first of all, if that doesn't happen, then it's a failure of a trade. Okay. Okay. That's, you can't that's argue little... if 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 the Jays do not okay if the Jays do not make the playoffs this year or next year. Let's say, yeah, yeah. and they resign them, okay. and they don't win. They don't win anything. Okay. Like they don't win the World Series. Yeah. Are you saying that this was a good trade for the Jays? Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad trade, but I'm not saying it's, it's not a good trade. trade. Okay, it's, it's not a good trade. It's, 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 okay, no. <laughs> I wouldn't have been so far as... The whole reason of making this trade is for them to go in the playoffs and win in yeah. the playoffs. And if they yeah. fail to do that, then the purpose of the trade is moot. Like, the reason why you got him was, oh, we want to bolster our rotation to be good in the playoffs. We'll get to the playoffs first. Okay, that's not happening this year. But down the road, they're going. They, they, they will make the playoffs. Why couldn't you get him for cheaper next year? Like you because, didn't need him for this year. You you really didn't need okay, him this year. Say this. Say this. Let's say let's say this past road trip. Okay, the Jays didn't perform how they performed. Let's say they they lost like one game on this road trip. Right. Okay. Look what's changing. Maybe maybe they're ahead of the Red Sox. Right. Maybe they're a game behind. Maybe they're tied with the Red Sox, and they're that much closer with the Yankees, and they're that much closer with the A's. I don't think you'd be making that same claim. I think I would. I've I've been against this trade since day one, so I think I would. <laughs> because you know why? Because he's a tweener. He's not a top of the rotation guy that helps you win. He's like a middle of the pack. He's like a second to third guy. Like you need, if you're trading those prospects, you need a guy to come back to bumper you down to your second. Like you're not putting out Barrios in the winner take all wild card game. Are you Robert? Probably not. So then why trade your two best prospects for him? Well, that's the price. Then don't do it. I'm perfectly fine with no Jose Barrios. For that price. It's like, well, that's like saying, oh, I really want steaks. And then I go to the grocery store and see steaks are 50 bucks. Well, that's the price. Well, I don't need steaks in my life that bad. <laughs> you're comparing, you're comparing steak to Jose Barrios. 
hey, steak is a high all, all I'm quality saying, meat. All I'm saying, You're saying steak steak is a high quality meat. I could have compared no, it to I, a lot worse. Well, okay. Okay. I'd I love steak for the record. Okay. So we'll leave that out there. But what I'm saying is that there's there's more to the to just this season than Brio. Sure, he, he hasn't looked good in his last few starts, and sure, you know. He, maybe he hasn't lived up to what he was hyped up to be when they traded for him. But, you know, that's what maybe that's what the rest of the season is for. Maybe it's just an adjustment period because the Jays know that they're not going to win the division. May, like, you know, they're not in the wild card right now. They still got to grind it out. Maybe they're gearing up for next year. Okay. Let me like, ask obviously, you one last question not... then. <laughs> what? What, what, what would it take for you to admit that it's a bad trade? Like, if he gets hurt for the rest of the year or something like that, or like if he chokes in the playoffs or something like that. Even like, let's say like, so we're going to go under the assumption, which I hate doing this, that the Jays aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Okay. For right now, let's say we go into the next season and halfway through the season, he has a four ERA. Are you still happy with the trade? I think it's it's a little tough to judge it off of you because realistically he could have whatever ERA that he wants, but as long if he's contributing to, to wins, like I'm happy with it. I don't care if he strikes out the side or if he doesn't. Okay, strike what out if, the side. what if, if he his can... record is like five in twelve? Okay, no, obviously not five in twelve. Like it's very feasible that he could be that. Okay, no, five and twelve—that's terrible. Brewers is a good pitcher, man. I think I think you just maybe good pitchers have done pretty bad sometimes. Have you seen? Did you see Scherzer like a year and a half ago? He was not good. Yeah, because he was injured because he had an ongoing back injury. That's what I'm saying. If if Barrios gets injured and it you know lingers like it did for sure then yeah i'm going to be a little upset with the trade i'm just going to go back to all these podcasts where i made this point when austin martin becomes an all-star <laughs> yeah, okay yeah when austin what? martin wins the triple crowd in five years what you think i'm not that saying he can't he, i'm not saying he can't but i'm just he was a top that. 15 prospect in baseball man yeah there's a lot of top 15 prospects and maybe a lot of them don't pan out to be what they were sought out to be all I'm saying is that there is much more to this Jose Barrios trade than I think you're get, he's getting up and walking out. He left me alone on the podcast. All I'm saying is that there's a lot more to this Jose Barrios trade than the six weeks we have left in the season. No, I, I fully realize this. Yeah. But you also so. have to realize that I'm going to take every chance of him sucking <laughs> to prove my point that it was a bad trade you realize this right you're gonna you're gonna be that guy that just oh barrios pours milk before the cereal oh we traded for him we're like something crazy like that like you know some like the most obscure thing is gonna happen with jose barrios I, if be someone the first to point if, if someone bought me with their hard-earned money a jose, jose barrios jersey i would throw it in the trash can no you in wouldn't. front of them in front of them i would that's cruel <laughs> I would. I don't care. Even if it's the baby blue jersey, I would still throw it out. And then I would light the garbage can on fire. That's vile. That's evil, man. 
Well, yeah, the toxins from the plastic garbage can would make it pretty sickening, but I mean, yeah, yeah, man, like I evil. That that price is quick question to okay. The price cans on fire. If the price was, hey, we want Jordan Groshan and another prospect that's not Simi Woods Richardson and Austin Martin, I have no problem with the trade. Okay, but here's what here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I don't think that Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins would just throw away because this is how you're making it seem. You're making it like they open the window and just like shove them out the door. Like, yeah, get out of here. We don't need you. I don't think they would do that with their two best prospects, right? What? He, by the way, for everyone listening, he put sarcastic air quotes around that last No, line. because listen, listen, listen. This is what I'm saying. I don't think they would throw away their two best prospects without knowing the repercussions. Right? Maybe, maybe Simi Woods, Richardson, and Austin Martin. Well, there was reports. They said they didn't like what was going on with Martin's power. Okay, so maybe they saw something better in different prospects. That's why okay, they leaned like, towards let's be real. away Martin. Why do you need Martin to hit for power? Look at this lineup. When he joins the lineup, if he hits for average and plays good third base, who fucking cares? No, I know. I agree. I agree with wow, that. I, th- I think that's the first swear on this podcast in a long time. <laughs> That, I'm that heated point up. I agree with. Yeah, I know you're fired up right now. That point I agree with, but it's not my decision. It's not up to me. Maybe there was more to it that we don't know, right? Like what I'm saying is I don't think they would throw away their two best prospects if they knew that, you know, this the, wasn't going to pan out. The only thing trade. that makes it like less of a, like hurts me less is that part of the deal was the Marcus Stroman deal, like getting Sammy Woods Richardson, who, for most accounts, people thought was, you know, some random ass prospect who came out to be like a top 20 prospect in the majors. So, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not shitting on the actual trade. I'm shitting on the timing of the trade. Okay. I think my, okay, this is the final point and then we will wrap it up. (laughs) And, uh, but okay, I'll give you a little bit of like time to like rebuttal, but like we, we do have to move on to our plug time, but like, my point is that this trade is a trade where you're a team looking to bolster for the playoffs that you already know you're in. Perfect example for this, San Diego Padres. Look at what they've done over the deadline and all the prospects they've given up, high-level prospects too, to get more talent, to get more players for their team, to get you Darvish, to get et cetera, et cetera. Those guys can do that because they know, like, hey, we're going to be in the playoffs. We're going to be there. The Jays aren't at that point yet. If the Jays were a perennial World, Ser- sorry, World Series team and they were like, hey, we want to trade Austin Martin and Simi Woods Richardson for a starting pitcher that will help us, I don't give a fuck. Do it. Let's win. Win. But you're doing it when the team isn't remotely ready. There's so many holes in this team, despite how good they are. Like pitching being one of them, which, you know, Brios is an upgrade. I, you can't argue the fact that he's not an upgrade from, you know, Ross Rippling or whoever you want to throw in at the end of that rotation. But I just don't think now was the time. I think, you know, a Jose Brios two years from now in the same situation when the Jays are better. Go for it. And then you also you have two more years of Austin Martin's 
progressions, you know, okay, he's looking, even though he's looking at like a top five prospect still, we're still going to ship him off because we want to win now. And Austin Martin can't help us win for another two years. Makes sense. So like, I, like I get your point about like, you know, they're just prospects. You don't know if they turn out and Brios is a known commodity that can help the Jays this year. But did the Jays really need the help this season? That's all I'm going to leave it with. For the record, you could hear a pin drop in this room right now. It is quiet. It got quiet real fast. Do you have any rebuttal for that? No, because I agree that the Jays are not in a winning position this year, but you know. So, so they put a, they did, this is my analogy. They push all the chips to the table when they had a pair. Like, sure, a pair is good, but a pair isn't like, oh, I'm going to win. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have guys like the Dodgers and Padres, and we can throw in the Astros, and we can even throw in Houston because of their rotations insane, who have, like, straights and flushes and, like, three pairs, like, crap like that. Like, the Jays aren't winning that all-in movement right now. Right now, if I were the Jays, I would have made, like, okay, here's, like, a, a small bet. Just a tiny one. Like, let's get Brad Hand. Let's get, like, a, a Givens or someone to fill in the back role in the rotation. And then this offseason, if there's a team looking to sell a, a pitcher because they don't have money, we pick them up for cheap. And sure, you should always try to win. I get it. I get it. But it's not like you're tanking if you don't get Jose Barrios. But yeah, that's that's just my point. I get it. Anyway, yeah. sorry. We'll 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 go to plug time unless you have anything else you want to add to that. Nope. I'll save it for uh for Tyler. Save it for Tyler. All right. So Tyler. plug time, our favorite time of the podcast. <laughs> uh why are you laughing at that? That's what the Tyler dust has says. settled. That's the dust, has... The, the dust has settled. Did we need to give it more time just to breathe after that? No, no. I'm good. Unless you want to have a lighthearted conversation about steak. About steak? You know what? Screw it. We talked about chips in this podcast. You want to talk about steak? I'd love to talk about steak. Okay. So what do you put on your steak? That's what I want to know. Do you put anything on it or do you just eat it like a steak? Like, you know what I mean? Like you just cook it and then eat it. Like seasoning wise or like? Like seasoning wise. Or some people put in butter. Like they bathe it in butter yeah, and they, then put it yeah, on. Yeah, they the... baste it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's con. I don't know. I, I usually just roll with the, the classic salt and pepper. You know, sometimes if I'm feeling like bougie, I'll put like the keg steak seasoning on it. You know, it's obviously it's not keg quality, but yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty simple when it comes to stuff like that. What about you? See, I I'm a Montreal steak guy. Oh, have you ever had the Montreal steak spice? I have. I like putting that on my steak. That's it's a nice little touch. You know, you baste it a little bit. You put that on. That's good stuff. You you get some, um, some mushrooms that you put over the uh, oven that get a little bit crispy. So like they like have a nice chew in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Like that's my, that's my, that's my homemade steak dinner that I love. Honestly, I like steak sandwiches. 
Philly cheesesteak sandwiches are the best. Philly cheesesteak sandwiches are good. They never don't. They never miss. They always hit. Never miss. Have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak in Philly? No, I've never been to Philly. I've been Have to you? Pennsylvania. And in Pennsylvania, they're just like the big Philly cheesesteak. Cheesesteaks are just like the biggest thing in Pennsylvania. Like you could probably go to McDonald's there and they'll have some form of cheesesteak. <laughs> so every, every, every fast food or every restaurant you go to there, there's going to be some form of cheesesteak. And it's pretty good. But like, okay, so how do you like your steak cooked? Do you like it like medium well rare. done, medium rare? I like it a little bit longer. Like, you know how long you keep it on for medium rare? Keep yeah. it on for like five more minutes for me. And then I'm good. Like, I'm like it, like not well done, but like kind of like in a, a middle area if I'm cooking yeah. it myself. But if I go to a restaurant, I ask for medium rare. Okay, there you go. Because like, if I say, oh, put it in the middle of well done and medium rare, they're gonna be like, what the fuck does he want? They don't get what I'm saying. So like, I just, so I just go with the one that I know I like. Which is weird. Did you know you have to ask how well you want your burgers done in the U.S.? Really? Yeah, because like they don't like. There's not a standard to how you cook your burgers in the U.S. You can get it as much cooked or uncooked as you want. I don't think I've ever had a burger that was like not fully cooked. And like every time when I go to a restaurant or like a a burger place in the south, they're always like, like that's not like a chain place, like a restaurant, like you sit down at. Oh, okay. Like not like McDonald's or like you, yeah. you know, but like it's like a a Kelsey's or something in the states. I don't know if they have Kelsey's mm-hmm. in the states, but you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's weird. All right, now we'll go into plug time. Now that things, you know, we 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 took a second to talk about some steak. We're happy now. I'm now fucking hungry. Me too. And I know that my bank account can't let me go get a steak right now, but that's all right. Um. We'll just move on. So, Robert, what do you got to plug right now, buddy? Because you got a lot going on. I do have a lot going on. First and foremost, you can follow me on the gram at Robert Vona. Twitter at Vona underscore Robert. We got CFL weekly recaps from our CFL insider, Riley. Division previews, every division in the NFL. As of Right now, I believe we have the NFC East and the AFC East. And soon, probably by the time this is out, there'll be AFC North or North by yours truly and AFC so- NFC South by Ty. So be on the lookout for those. And honestly, school is starting soon. Once that, once that kicks in, it's, it's game over, you know? in-person podcasts that will hopefully happen at the new house if you if you're wondering why this podcast may sound echoey on my end it's because i'm sitting in basically an empty room because i'm still unpacking like i literally moved in 24 hours ago and the only thing i've built is the table that my mic and computer are sitting on right now (laughs) the essentials all, all the essentials and all i this is the only cups i have it's these like cottage cups Toronto, that i got from the blue jays, Toronto game blue one jays time. solo cups yeah they're based but they're not like solo cups like they're thick oh, okay are they like it's, reusable? it's like a, yeah they're reusable it's really weird 
but I think they're supposed to emulate solo cups, but they're like reusable. So anyways, interesting, but yeah. So hopefully next week I'll figure out a situation. If I go back and listen to this and the audio is complete garbage on my end <laughs> that I like fix it, but you know, we'll figure it out. I might have to record my closet because my closet is very deep and has a lot of space in it. So I might just have to buy like a mini table and throw it in there and then I record in there when uh, we're not doing it in person, but yeah, hopefully me and Ty are going to be doing this a lot more in person. And we also do have to say that uh, me and Ty have been planning a lot of things with the podcast coming up because uh, we have been busy over the summer. You know, I've been working my job. He's been working and, you know, spending $200 on scene tower dinners, but you know, we won't talk about that too much. Um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully we're going to have more guests. Actually, you know, I can't announce this. Uh, Christina Flores Chan will be joining us next week for next week's podcast with me and Tyler. Um, we're going to be talking all things Jays again. We're going to be talking about the Tiger series, which I will be able to attend tomorrow. So I'm super hyped about that. Um, other than that, there's nothing too much going on. Uh, hockey section is going to be kicking up at the beginning of September with off-season reviews. We're going to have a bunch of teams out. I know that Tyler's going to be writing a Panthers one. You know, there's going to be a bunch of people writing wanting to write about the Leafs for figure that out. I'm going to be writing a Penguins one. Um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of different fan base. I guess Matias will write a, a Canadians one. I'm looking forward to that. If you're listening to this Matias, but um, yeah, other than that, you can find me obviously on Instagram at cmartin2292. You can see uh, this sexy face in different poses playing sports and stuff. You know, I haven't posted anything in a time and a half on that account. So maybe I should, update the gram a little bit but and then you can also follow me on twitter which is at cmartin387 i know it's confusing they're different but you know i'm sure you can if you just type in curtis martin and then put the three in the back my account will pop up it's a really bad selfie of my face going like this i know you guys can't see it but robert can see it and he knows what i'm talking about i really need to change that but yeah you can check that out and then so, but I think that's going to do it for us uh, this week, guys. Just want to thank Robert, as always, for joining us. I mean, couldn't do this podcast. I, you're like the honorary third member of this podcast at this point. You, you have been our most, you have been our most popular guest, I feel like, and you've also been our most consistent guest. So we have to thank you again for coming on, for listening to my rants. The pleasure. The <laughs> pleasure is day. all mine. But uh, we also want you to like and subscribe to this podcast because you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to check out OTL Sports on Instagram and Twitter at OTL Sports CA. You can also find this podcast on our new place, which is now Banger. I know me and Nate made this joke a lot with the OTL podcast, but you can find it on our new platform, Banger. Shout out to Banger. I never listened to any podcast on that platform, but if you were listening from there, shout out you. And we'll see you guys next week and have a good one.